Hey there, this is Julie from Blended Life. Thank you for taking the time to download this episode of our podcast. I hope you find value in it. The truth is though, sometimes you need more than a podcast can offer to get unstuck and find peace in your blended family life. The struggle is real. So this is a personal journey I've been on for years, seeking peace in circumstances and with people I can't control. Becoming Heard was born out of this quest. As a certified life and health coach, I am passionate about helping others just like you and me free themselves from chronic upset and chronic crisis mode. Right now, I'm offering Blended Life listeners a one-on-one free breakthrough session with me. This call will give you clarity to see if coaching is right for you. Take advantage of this opportunity now by emailing me at becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I can't wait to connect with you. Hi, everyone. I am Eric. This is my wife, Julie. We are The Blended Life, and tonight we're going to be talking about bio-parents in a blended family. Where are we even going to start there? Okay, Julia's a mute. No, I just, my thing with this is, you know how like there's Republicans and Democrats? I there feel is? like they're, <laughs> well, they call <laughs> themselves that. I feel like also there's like, the step parents and the bio parents. Oh, that's a good analogy. You know, and I great feel observation. Like, well, I feel like everyone's painfully aware of step parent struggles. You know, I I know in our blended life feed, everything we follow on Instagram and on social media. You know, stepmothers have a lot of a, a big <laughs> voice. I'll just say baggage, but. No, they just, they have a lot uh, to say. They have a lot of anger. They have a lot, a lot of, feelings. of feelings. They have yes. a lot of presence. There's a lot of support for step parents, as there should be. Right. Step parenting is really tough, and I don't want to not validate all of that because we are both step parents and bio parents, and I grew up with step parents. Right. So, like, that struggle for sure is real. But, what I will say is I think that the noise that step parents make kind of tends to drown out and happily dismiss bio parents and their struggle. Right. Because it seems like on both sides of the aisle, if you will, step parents and bio parents that like both have grievances about the situation, about the kids, about the exes, you know, everyone has feelings, um, but there's not a lot of crossing the aisle that happens. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm trying to say? I know what you're saying. So, yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Do you see a lot of presence for, I, th- I think that bio parents just get a bad rap. Like, stepmoms are the witches, but bio moms are the bitches. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, bio moms. Do you know are always, what I mean? Like, yeah, bio moms are always the crazies. They really yes, are. Yes, or high conflict. Yes. Because no stepmom has ever been high conflict. No. Let me tell you. Yeah. Stepmom's not high conflict. <laughs> but there's the, the what's the acronym? HMBC, high conflict. Wait, HCBM. That crosses my social media every day. The yeah. high conflict bio mom. 
and every stepmom just they you know but they're perfect they have nothing that they do um you know what I'm it's just I get it it just annoys me and I feel like there's not really a voice for bio parents so here we are and I feel like it's gonna offend people but oh well and we also had a viewer on YouTube right in tonight or a couple days ago. Actually, it was about a week ago. Yeah. Um, about um, coming into a relationship without having kids. And I feel like we've talked on this a little bit, mm-hmm. but not having children and dating someone or getting involved with someone that does have children. Mm-hmm. And her question was, should should I stay clear of that? You know, is that <laughs> is that something that I should not go into? Um, so it, she's a bio parent trying to figure out. No, I think it sounded like kids or not. It sounded like she was not a bio parent and she doesn't have children and wanted to know if she should date someone with children. She's like, you know, it's, it's hard to find people these days, you know, and I'm assuming she's probably around our age group, you know, mm-hmm. in, you know, the early thirties to, you know, mid forties age group, you know, looking for someone single and, um, everyone ha- seems to have kids these days, you know, and she's like, should I steer clear of that? <laughs> you are just so talkative tonight. Well, that's what our podcast is all I'm about. Sorry, you guys. guys, all the dead air. Well, I would say yeah, it that it um, it matters. I, I mean, I think that the connection with the kids could make or break it. So if you meet somebody and they have kids that you easily fall in love with. Okay. Yeah. But I think if you meet somebody and you have kids that um, you don't like or you feel threatened by or it's going to be a constant, you know, issue for you about being, you know, my kids, the kids come first over me. Um, I don't know. Kids change a whole lot, but I think it can work if you find someone whose kids you just adore. Um, And then you do have the baggage of, the high conflict bio mom. <laughs> and you can be the crazy stepmom. No, not really. But you know what the other thing is too? Is be aware and be very, uh, just be very aware that the parent that you are getting involved with is going to have to be involved with their ex. They are going to have to co-parent. There's going to be a lot of situations that you're not going to be able to relate to. And that tends to, create its own type of conflict because they're dealing with something that you've never dealt with before. It's like um, trying to give sympathy to someone going through cancer when you've never had cancer yourself. You know, you hear about this stuff all the time, but me personally, I truly don't understand or what it's addictions. like. Or addictions. Trying to just talk to any- someone about addictions, but you've never anything like been that, you know, you can be anyone. there for them and that's what you should be. You should be there for them, but don't take things personally. You know, don't, get too weirded out when they're trying to co-parent and they're trying to figure this out, you know, and, and get so uh, pushed into a corner that you're like, mm-hmm. well, are they trying to get back together with them? Why do they talk to each other so much? This is a lot um, of work. Just don't do it. Yeah. I mean, like you said, though, you might fall in love with the kids and obviously the person that you're hanging out with and in, in dating, and it might turn out to be a really good thing. Just understand that there's going to be dynamics that you might not understand. And it, it's going to be complicated. But if you love someone enough, you'll work it out with them, you know. And um, you might not get along so great with the kids. And that's not a deal breaker either, I don't think. But like. here's the thing that I've learned 
by talking with a ton of other blended family parents, step parents, whatever, is that in blended families, right? Sometimes love isn't enough. Sometimes being in love with your spouse isn't enough to keep a family together because there are a lot of other things involved that can rip you apart. And as much as you might love your spouse, you have a lot of other things working against you. I was truly. about to take off my headphones and be like, I'm out. <laughs> Just kidding. But, um, but. I feel like people can relate to that. I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. Love isn't like. Love, love is, is enough, but it's got to be enough. <laughs> but it really though, but it has to be enough. Mm. You know, love mm. can be enough, but mm-hmm. you have to not let all of the other stuff pile up higher than the love that it topples over and crushes it. Yeah. Does that make sense? I think maybe that it like just have your priorities. Priorities have to be in order because if they're out of whack, then it all topples over. Like Eric said, if I'm being completely honest, you being honest. Yeah. No. Did I not? Yeah, no. Yes. I'm very, too honest. Um, no, like if you can find somebody who doesn't have kids and you can start a life anew, that's the dream. Right, like <laughs> I was getting ready for the for the. To bleep I am you not out. bleeping. Like I'm serious. Like if I'm gonna sit here and be honest, life is easier, probably, if you can find somebody single like you without kids and you can embark on that vent- adventure together. And it's super special too. It's gonna I be a lot cleaner, that's for sure. Well, and I don't want to take away from. It's really special to you know get married for the first time together and do that for like be engaged for the first time together get married for the first time together have children for the first time together about to queue up some madonna here <laughs> it's true though like having that together for the first time with your spouse and going through those experiences for the first time together is super special and um you know unfortunately for us it didn't work out but if you're able to do that and you're able to find somebody who can meet you where you're at and be, you know, you guys have level ground, um, I, I, I would wait for it if you can. I mean, unless, you know, things happen, of course, but I don't know. And it's easier. It is. You have less cooks in the kitchen. You're not competing for attention. You're not insecure about much unless you're picking a really bad person to be with. Um, yeah, and then in that case, you should probably just keep looking, anyways. So we're doing some uh, some tech stuff right here, bud. Are you at least seeing it live? We're having so many issues with YouTube lately. They've done like some big update again, and oh. it always just screws us. He says that it's not showing up live. But, awesome, buddy. Pop your head in the door and let me know if we're actually live. Yeah. So the bio parent thing. What do you struggle as a bio? What are your struggles as a bio parent? Not. I mean, as a bio parent, mm-hmm. quite often I feel stuck in the middle and I feel stuck in the middle of the co-parenting relationship. I feel stuck in the middle of the parenting relationship um, because I'm trying to constantly please you. And a lot of times I see that weird look you're giving me. I don't. <laughs> I'm like, why? Like what? What? It just, it, it makes things. Do I things, make you feel pressured to please me? Like, um, I feel like I'm pretty, like, whatever you want. You kind of are, but by kind being, of. by being that way, it's, it, it, the communication's gone where you're kind of like, ah, just do whatever, ah, be however. It doesn't matter. Like, you work it out with your ex. Mm-hmm. You work it out with your child. You mm-hmm. work it, you know, and it's like, you get. That's not me, you being in the middle. That's you taking the reins. It is, but then I still feel in the middle because you still want to know what's going on. You of still, the, but see, now I that want you to have know a bed, the outcome. But when you're not a part of that with me, 
you know, when, when we're not a unit, we're not a team, you know, and I'm out doing these things alone, then I have to come back and report. Now, if I miss information on that report and it comes out later because I forgot about it or I didn't know how to explain it, there's been times where I'm like, there's so much stuff going on. Like, for instance, today I had a conversation with my ex about how it's going to look for the kids this year in school, you mm-hmm. know, and, um, it, you know, it was probably a 30 minute conversation. But when I came back and reported to you about it, mm-hmm. it was probably a five minute conversation. Mm-hmm. So there's probably a lot of things that got left out that I forgot about or didn't understand or just went over my head that will hit me later that didn't come out in that five minute conversation. You're right. like, oh, you never told me about that. And I'm like, oh, I completely forgot about that. Yeah, but I think that's just part of like it is part but of it, the but game puts, of telephone. You it know? is, but it puts pressure, you know, on me personally to make sure I get all the facts straight and I get all the um just all the information to you as mm-hmm. one complete package because when it comes out later it's like, how dare you not tell me that? <laughs> you know, not not really. But it's like I don't how think d- I've ever said how dare not, you not you tell know, me that. I said not really. Anyways. <laughs> so but you see like it, it turns into like an offensive thing. Like, well how come you didn't tell me that? How come I didn't know about that? When mm. did this happen? How you know it's it just turns into one of those things. It's like, well, it didn't mean to be like that. Mm-hmm. It was a 30-minute conversation versus a five-minute conversation, mm-hmm. you know, and it complicates things. So th- that puts me in the middle. It puts pressure on me to get the facts straight right away. And again, just an analogy, but it's almost like an interrogation where you're like, you better have the facts straight right the very first time. You know, I'm not saying that you're like this, but people, I'm sure people can relate to it. They're like, man, did I get everything right? Did I misconstrue that? You know, there's just so much going on, you know, and it's not the only thing that we have going on in our day. It's just, it's a lot of information to have to relay. Yeah. But I know you're the same way too. Like you're telling me about what's going on in your kid's schooling life and what's, what's going to happen and what's going to come and what their schedules look like. And Mm -hmm. for starters, I can't remember everything that you told me in that five minute conversation. But second of all, there's probably stuff that you forgot or, um, just hasn't evolved yet out of the conversation that we had, you know, like for instance, your son has what seven classes and they're supposed to do three classes a day, you know? Mm -hmm. So if they're doing three classes a day in my mind, I'm like, all right, if you're doing classes every other day, there's three, there's six, there's three, there's six. What happens to that seventh class? You know, how does that, you know, so there's a lot of just untold things that we talk about that's kind of unresolved right now. We don't know how that's going to look. But two weeks from now, once the kids have been in school and they're going Mm -hmm. and you know how it's playing out and then I hear about it, I'm like, oh, I didn't know that's how it was going to work out. Yeah. It's not your fault. You just didn't know right now. No, but this is a teaser because next week our topic is going to be all things blended family, kids, and school. (laughs) (laughs) That was my ray gun going off, (laughs) blowing my head off. Well, no, because I think that there's a lot of struggles with two households and one classroom. You know, and now that we're in COVID and a lot of people are distance learning, um, that looks very different. And then trying to co-parent that and information getting passed back and forth. And then, you know, there's a lot I wish teachers would consider, not even in COVID times right now, but I always have thought that when my kids were in school, like blended families kind of aren't considered 
in the school system, like two sets of paperwork coming home, things like that. So we're going to talk about like what we wish that schools and teachers would kind of embrace about the kids who are living between the two homes. We'll talk about the struggles, the tips of how to, you know, the two household thing with school. And I think it's going to be very interesting this year. I know our kids are all distance learning. So um, next week, though, we'll talk about all that. We're down to three kids in school right now. Well, in in real school. One's going to be going into college, and she's kind of got her own little thing going. Yep. Um, but three that we have to, like, buckle down and make sure we know their schedule and make sure yep. that they're doing fine and that we can still get truancy letters for. That's true. <laughs> the I other one, you can right now. Oh, she's good. Can you? I, I, I will let you know next week. I will find out. Will you? Yeah. I'll call the school and see how that works. Okay. Um. But, okay, so you feel like as a bio parent, you're often stuck in the middle, and that's hard. That's a challenge for you as a bio parent. For sure. Is there anything else, like you as a dad? No, I mean, you want your kids to conform and be on their best behavior behavior, and kind of fall in line with the, the rest of the family. You know, you want them to behave for um, your wife or your husband. You know, you want them to get along fine with, uh, the other kids in the household, mm-hmm. their, their step brothers and stepsisters, mm-hmm. um, you know. So I feel like as a bio parent, there's a lot of pressure on you to have your kids kind of meet standards, you know. Whereas if we were just a completely a complete bio family, the pressure is not quite as as there, you know. Um, it it already started out as that team unit, and. Yep. If it's failing, like, eh, it's kind of on us, right? Versus if one of my kids are failing, you know, that's uh, more so falls on me. And it's more of you looking at it as falling on me. Um, so you feel, like, judged as a bio parent? Um, yeah, a little bit. Mm. Um, you know, like, I, I just feel like you're constantly being watched or your kids are being watched by the others, and, uh, you know, I mean, maybe even not within your household, but maybe even, um, between households or your, yeah, between households, but maybe mm-hmm. even your in-laws too, you know, the grandparents see the kids and go, ah, they don't quite mm-hmm. do what Johnny or little Susie does. Yeah. You know, they're a little different, yeah. you know, they behave differently or they're a big pain in my butt. You know, mm-hmm. I, I want my bio grandkids around, but I don't want my you know, step grandkids around, um, you know, there's a lot of dynamics to that, which there's probably quite a few of you that can relate to it. You know, it, there's just, there's a lot of judgment that goes on and a lot of times you feel responsible for it as a bio parent. Yeah. And you want to fix it as a bio parent. Uh, Completely. And I think that's a lot of pressure that bio parents face that step parents don't have is that right there, right? Step parents kind of have the opportunity and permission and convenience of stepping back and stepping aside. Um, But bio parents really don't have that. And it is on them oftentimes to fix it. Oftentimes step parents put that pressure like they're unhappy, fix your kid, fix the situation, you know, fix with your ex, what's ever going on. Like this is disruptive to our household. And I've heard that even when you have an hours baby, that that becomes exponentially worse. You know, you have an hours baby, but then the other, the the kid, the, the bio parent's kid is doing something, and it's like, go deal with that. Our kid is 
in danger or whatever. Yeah, so it, uh, it almost becomes... It exacerbates the situation. Right, and yeah. the stepchild becomes like the secondhand kid where you're like, go deal with them. Is that what you're saying? No, I just think is the pressure to fix things falls even more on you. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. but I think that is something that step parents. I'm dealing don't with ours. Go work with yours. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Type of a situation. Um, and so I think that step parents don't really know that struggle. I think right. step parents are the cause of that for bio parents a lot. Right. Um, and that, that added pressure gets put on us that I don't know. I will talk about a struggle that I had. Let's hear it. And I had it today. Mm-hmm. And one of my biggest, not one of my biggest, but a bio, and I'm sure other people can relate, which is why I'm going to share this. But, and I'm sure this is no harm meant to me intentionally. I just want to put that out there. I don't think anyone's doing anything to like fuck with Julie. Oh, there we go, guys. But, um, you know, the missing out of your child's life is really hard and being pushed out of parts of your child's life by a step parent on the other side is even harder. It's, it's hard. I don't know how to say that. I feel like as a bio parent, when you see the other side and the step parent on the other side, so like my kid's stepmom. Right, stepping in and stepping on. I I don't think stepping on because I think it's my issue, not hers. But a struggle that I face as a bio parent is watching the stepmom do what I want to be doing for my kids. So planning out a school schedule. Like I got robbed of that with my son the last two years. Right. My son sat down with his dad and his stepmom and they all planned out his school schedule together. His high school schedule. Last year he was a freshman. This year he's a sophomore. Right. And I didn't get to be part of that. And they had there's lots of reasons why. And, and again this year, right? That's what you said. Yeah, freshman and he's a sophomore. So both years and it just so happened far. Again. Yep. And that's really hard. You know, I want to be there. I want to be in the decision-making process for my child. Um, And it doesn't help that she works for the school district. So she has, you know, information before anyone else. She has insider trading that she can do to get my son what he needs. And I mean, there's reasons why this is happening, but it doesn't make it less hurtful to me that I am removed from that situation. And the lack of consideration that I am a mom and a parent, I think, is what is really hard as a bio parent, too. It's like, I don't even care if she's there necessarily, like if she wanted to have a say and be there, but to just disclude me and not consider that I am a, the mother is completely asinine. Like, I would never do that to another human being and that they can do that to me, Um is really belittling and it hurts, you know, it's, it's, so then today my kid, um, my daughter had to go to her elementary school and pick up school supplies. Um, and it's not my day to have her. So her stepmom went and did that. And that's But great. you offered to, right? I offered to cause I'm jobless right now and they both work. So I just threw that out there. I didn't, that was never going to happen, but I threw it out there. 
So whatever, stepmom goes and takes my daughter to pick up school supplies. And that's fine, whatever. And so I had emailed my daughter's teacher because we found out teachers today. And um, I emailed my daughter's teacher and just saying thank you for, you know, everything you're doing, letting her know that Annabelle is a split household. I do this every year for both my kids. Well, when my son was in elementary school, just letting them know, you know, things don't make it between the two households sometimes, like (laughs) communication, things fall through the cracks. Um, Kids forget things. Kids forget things. And so I just always let teachers know up front every school year, as soon as I find out who their teacher is, this is their living situation. And extend a little bit of grace. We'll do our best. You know, thank you so much. And that was, you know, the email I sent to her. And she (laughs) returns an email to me. And she's like, um, yeah, you know, I'm so glad your daughter's in my class. And um, she was very sweet. And she's like, I saw I got to talk to her today when um, she got her school supplies. And don't worry, her stepmom and I have it all worked out how it's going to work between the two households. (laughs) The end. Period. And look, it is totally great And I don't think, again, it was like, I don't think it's meant to hurt me, but I'm kind of sitting there reading this email like, well, you want to let the mom in on how it's going to work between the two households? Because I'd really like to fucking know. Yeah. You want to let me in on your plan here? Like, what did you and the stepmom tell? Like, do tell me what my, you know. And so. How is this going to work out for us? You know, things like that really are um, irritating. It just is like, there's just no. consider there doesn't seem to be consideration and look I don't think teachers understand especially teachers who don't have a step family you know they don't really understand what it's like to not be there for the first day of school to not be there to tell your daughter who her teacher is going to be like all these little things that you know I miss out on like the planning of planning my, you know, so planning of how your school year is going to go with your kid. Yeah. So that was a struggle I faced. This well, here's year. the other, here's the other like kind of clincher to that is not only do they have it worked out how it's going to go between the households, but this is also this school year is starting off as distant learning school year. So yeah, not only do they have it worked out, but you're the one who's going to be teaching her. Yeah. You're the one that's going to have her here. Yeah. Half of the time. No, it's, you know, like, so how is it going right. to go? Well, and I called Eric. Well, no, Eric, I called, you had called me and I was telling him about this and I'm like, I have 10 emails. I want to write back to this teacher. I want to be like, well, I am the mom care to clue me in, you know, like I was going to write a sassy email back and like, or just completely rip my heart out and be like, this is so hurtful. Um, but it's not her drama, not her problem. Don't want to pull her into this toxic thing. So I said, or even make it a toxic, I don't, you know, she's being great to even teach in this weird time. So I I didn't send an email back. Um, I don't know how it's going to look. I'll just, when my daughter gets here on Tuesday, I'll have a talk with her and figure it out. Yeah. um, Because, well, here's the other thing too, is not only does this teacher not let you know, but the other, you know, we're talking about going between the two households. Uh-huh. The other household has not been so great in the past about extending the grace of. So people are writing in you on in Insta- and filling you in. 
that should yeah. be their role. And that's where step parenting uh-huh. or, or where co-parenting comes in. It's mm-hmm. our role when we get the information and how it goes mm-hmm. to pass that along. It's not up to the kids, especially young elementary school kids <laughs> to pass that along. You know, it's mm-hmm. up to us adults. Mm-hmm. And I, and I say that with quotes, mm-hmm. it's up to us adults to pass the information along to the other parents. Right. Well, and on Instagram right now, people are saying, you know, what about your ex-husband, the bio dad? Like, why isn't he talking to you? Why isn't she inviting you along? And all these things. And, you know, everyone likes to think they have tons of power until you take a strip away everything and you realize you have zero power. Um, because we all big talk everything in our heads. Well, I would do this and I wouldn't allow him to do that. And, and I would, you know, and it's like, let's let this play out and see how much power you really have when you strip it down to the bare bones. Am I going to go to court over this? No, because I don't have the money. Don't have the, t- like, I don't have the money and I don't so you want had all the to- money in the world or, or, or you had a lawyer. Do you really want to waste your time with that? No, it would not be. In the kids' best interest. I always go back to that too. Kids' best interest. Because Starting a fight, it would get ugly knowing my ex and myself and knowing all parties involved. It would turn into so much more than like we would reevaluate custody and support. And, you know, you go to court for one thing and it opens an entire can. It's just, it's not a, I'm, I'm willing to just be hurt. Then go to court. Um, but my ex has always been happy for me to be completely absent. So like my, and I've told you guys this, if you listen to our podcast before, just people are asking why, um, like my kids weren't welcome to call me in their home. Like my kid's stepmom is the mom in that home. Um, and it's always been like that. Do they call her mom in the home? Do they call her mom? Not as far as I know. I've made it perfectly clear that I'm not okay with that. I remember um, because, you having a talk with them a while back mm-hmm. about that. I had a talk with my ex about that. I, I personally, and everyone's different, and no shame, no shade to anybody who does call stepmom, stepdad, mom, dad. Like, I was forced to do it as a kid. If you're not allowed so. to, I guess you could get around it by calling a mommy or okay. daddy. Okay. <laughs> anyway, but uh. they're, I'm, they're happy for me not to exist. You know, and it's been made very clear that in their house, I have no power. And when their time, I am not to be there. So, but you don't return that favor. You're not, if your kids want to call the other household, bio dad or stepmom, you allow that, right? Yeah. You know? I would never block a kid from their parent. I would never block my stepkids from their mom. I would never block my kids from their dad. I just think there's that been times where you've told, I mean, I've heard you talk to your son and be like, call your stepmom, like about, about issues or on uh, yes, certain if, days. If, well, know? like don't make plans. You need to call and make sure she can pick you up if it's right. her time and day. Right. Because my ex has always had very firm boundaries of, you know, we stick to the schedule and we have, you know, time, date, and he's always been very, very rigid about that. And um, we but, have a court order, so he can. But part be. of co-parenting is being able to bend and flex and communicate a little bit. Yeah. It's being able to make 
let your kids make plans. Yeah. That, you know, it might be a birthday party coming up that's not on your day. Yeah. And you can't commit to that because it's not your day. So you need to bend and flex a little bit and be like, well, talk to the other household yes. and see if that will work out with them. Mm-hmm. Now that, not I'm not trying to turn this into like a pointing fingers thing, but when that doesn't get reciprocated on the other end, when they mm-hmm. don't pay that, you know, that same respect, mm-hmm. your kid gets back and mm-hmm. they're like, oh, I'm supposed to be at a birthday party tonight. Can I go? And you're like, well, we didn't RSVP. We haven't gotten... Mm-hmm. a birthday gift, you know, there's all these things and all of a sudden you're left scrambling, mm-hmm. you know, and have just all kinds of stuff going on yeah. when it would have just been a simple phone call or text or email, whatever it may be. Yeah. You know, and that's just, that's simple co-parenting 101. Yeah. And it just. Well, and you only can co-parent if you have a parent who's willing to co-parent with you. Right. I don't have an ex who's really, truly willing to co-parent. Um, and we are, to be fair, oil and fire. It's it's just it's not good. We would be married if it was different, right? Hey, you so, know what though, my ex and I kind of are the same way. We were oil and fire, and I never thought we'd be able to co-parent. There were years there where I'm like, it's never going to work out. This is going to be the toughest. Well, thing maybe we'll change in a world. Uh, yeah, but you know what? It's gotten to the point where. Um, you just you kind of let all the feelings go. You forget about the feelings. You no longer feel. You yeah. no longer have feelings about any of it. Yeah. And you just start to co-parent. You just start to not care how this affects the other person in a positive or negative light. It's about mm-hmm. the kid. Right. And it's like, what's going to be in the best interest for the kids at this point? And is having this conversation going to do them? And, and there, is it going to work out better for their little world? Right. You know? And that's where once that clicks and you kind of get going down that road Mm -hmm. it just becomes very easy to co-parent because you're not caring about the other parent anymore yeah well it's not about them we can only hope right right now my ex would love to see me dead wonder what that would look like and then the stepmom could adopt them and they could all be one happy family like that's how i feel and that's a really hard place because i feel like i don't care i don't want to be your friend dude i don't love you i don't like you I don't want you in my life, clearly, but, like, I do respect him as the father of my kids. You could be trendy about it and call him bruh. B-R-U-H-H-H. And I just feel like it's really hard as a bio parent to feel like you are so dismissed. Like, I don't even know the right words, you know? There's just no respect or acknowledgement or um, reverence or honor that I am my kid's mom like that's all I care about in regards to that family right you know like I'm not trying to ruin your lives I'm not trying to cause drama I am not doing anything to you people all I really want is just to be acknowledged that I am my kid's mom well and that is just just an opportunity to be that basic respect yeah to have say and have um be part of your kids' lives, yeah. You know, a hundred percent of the time, because that's the way that's the way that this blended family thing should work out. It should be that we are parents of our bio kids a hundred percent of the time. They just spend fifty percent of the time with us. They spend fifty percent of the time with the, with the other parent, but they are a hundred percent of the time our children, and we care about them a hundred percent of the time. Yeah, and we are there for them a hundred percent of the time. Right. So if we can all wrap our little minds around that 
and realize like it's not about the other person. No, it's about this kid who is 100 percent my child as they are 100 percent the other parent's child. Yeah. And I do keep that in mind because sometimes I'll get really angry and I'm like, but he has every right to be involved in this because he is the father. Right. Um, you know, it's just, it is, it is a one-sided respect that, um, it just eats away at me and every school year, it's just a little bit of a dig and it's just, that's a bio parent struggle. Another one, which you just touched on too, is I think that step parents oftentimes are glad for the break when their step parent, when their step kids go right. Like, or it's not, it's not devastating. Not all step parents calm down. A lot of step parents who struggle, who, you know, with their blended families, when their kids go, they don't have that. I'm a parent 100% of the time. Right. You know, they can kind of click it off when the kids are gone and enjoy the spouse. Bio parents, you know, we are in it, like Eric just described, 100% of the time. So when our kids aren't presently with us, we're still worrying about, their safety, their health, their what they're doing. Did they turn in that homework assignment? Did they did they learn how to ride a bike and I wasn't there? You know, whatever it is, like bio parents really can't shut it off. And I think that that is something that step parents take for granted that they're able to. Um, and granted, if you're with somebody who who's very vocal about their struggles, step parents kind of get drug into it. Just by virtue of being in relationship with the bio parent, but um, it's it's hard for bio parents to turn that off and enjoy the moment. And that's something we have to really work on as bio parents, that when our kids aren't with us, that we can try to turn off that obsession and kind of focus on our, it's a, on our spouse, well, you know, like yes, enjoy that time. In theory, more. that sounds great, but you know what? Like, in theory. For us, for example, our parenting schedules are much different from one another's. True I'm story. Week on, week off, and you're two, a five five two two or a two two five five, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. The yeah. most confusing one. Well, and then um, this has been interesting because we've had kids nonstop, right? For weeks. Have we? I think so. Mm. My kid left us. Our kid, I had any, kids, but, but you know had, what I mean. Yeah, like it's, it's it's funky between vacations so, and stuff. Yeah, summer been, is complicated. Christmas break is complicated. Like the big the big nonstop. holiday seasons are complicated. But here's the thing, though: if we were, and we always have these convers these these big conversations on air, if we were to get our kids onto a normal schedule mm-hmm. where they align with one another, mm-hmm. would that be better for our household? Because I feel like you and I miss out on a lot of time because we have so much, for lack of a better term, interference with kids. We have a lot, especially now this day and age, you know, where, you know, your work has changed. Um, kids schooling has changed. We constantly have kids in our face. Mm-hmm. Like I, I haven't been, it's just, it's just, it's different. You know, you can't. You can't just spend time with one another and relax unless it's way before they wake up or way after they go to bed. And then you and I are kind of on different schedules too a little bit to where that just doesn't work out. So if we had the kids' schedules align, which most, I, I don't know about most, but a lot of blended families have that. A lot of blended families I know 
they have their kids on the same weekends. They have their kids on the same days, you know. And we do have our kids on the same weekends. And we then we do. have whole weekends without them. We do. Like, to be fair, there are. However, yours are always here Monday, Tuesday, no matter what the week is. They're mm-hmm. always here Monday, Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Mine's here for an entire week and then not here for an entire week. So during the week that my kids aren't here for the entire week, it doesn't matter. Yours are going to be here Monday, Tuesday. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that automatically gets rid of those days. You know, it, it just, you know what I'm saying? It takes away from time that could be used for us to connect a little bit differently because we are a blended family. We didn't have that pre-family chemistry that biological families have, yeah. you know? So we we kind of get robbed a little bit of that chemistry time that bio families got to have before the kids ever existed, right? Mm-hmm. So it makes it a lot harder for us. You know, I, I feel like we can go literally weeks on end without connecting. Yeah. You know, I feel like that's where we're at. I feel like this is the first time we've sat down together. Just you and I in over a week and everyone else, I guess in a really long time. Literally though. Yeah. But that's my point, you know, because your kids have been here the entire time. And then they left yesterday at three and mine came back at nine. He was on a trip. You know, but this is my week. So there was a little bit of time in between, but I had work in between that. You know what I mean? It's like everything else just kind of falls into place. So mm-hmm. finding that time to connect and reconnect and just build that strong relationship mm-hmm. is very far and few between. Mm-hmm. It's more often that we have the have kids with us and aren't connecting as well than than the times that we don't. Yeah. You know? If you went through, I'm sure you could do it really quickly and you wrote down on a calendar and out of the year you could figure out, I mean, yes, we have our kids 50% of the time, but I have my kid 50% of the time. You have your kids 50% of the time, but those times align differently. Write it all down on a calendar, figure out how many days out of the year and figure out what our actual time is alone with no kids. And I bet you it's 20% of the time. 80% 80% of the time we have kids with us. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it's a little bit different, you know, especially in this blended family. It's hard to connect when you have kids around all the time. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, the bio parent, and then I feel like as a bio parent, right, it's hard to connect because you're trying to make sure your kids are taken care of in your home. Right. And I feel like the, but I mean, the pressure that bio parents, we kind of talked about that earlier, that like the buck stops with you. Um, and then also you have the pressure of you are the one that has to deal with the ex and that's also no fun. And I just think that if step parents could stop their belly aching for half a second and realize that the other side that the bio parents probably hurting too in their own way. I think that would be the handshake across the aisle that would calm everyone down and allow them to work together. Because I have heard some vile things said about the bio moms and I don't really hear tons of things about the step parents. I think that, I mean, everyone says it's the wicked stepmother, but I think that that's relating to the kids. Like the kids always say that it's the wicked stepmother. Um, But I think that everyone has their own struggles, no matter what role you're in. 
And I just think that we all need to more be more aware that even if you're having a trouble, that doesn't mean the other person's not. Like even if you, I've posted this on Instagram, but like even if you can't see their side, it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. You know, so um, as you're struggling as a step parent, may I invite you to realize that the bio parent is also probably having their own struggles and let that empathy and that realization just sink in and calm you down and maybe give you some hope and grace to work together a little bit more to co-parent, to encourage your spouse to co-parent, to be more understanding um, because it is truly the kids who lose when all the parents are in a toxic, vicious cycle. Somebody wrote in on our Blended Life support group. Um, <laughs> she said that they're contemplating going on a family vacation all together, both sides. Oh, really? That's and it, has, it was something about like Thanksgiving. The facts are not in my head, so I apologize if you're listening and this is you. But like basically the in-law, it was the her year for Thanksgiving, but the in-laws the, on the other side had rented a house and they invited everyone to come. Really? And she's like, considering it. Is she? Okay. Interesting. And I'm like, I'm always super impressed by families who can do that um, because she had made a comment too. She's like, in the beginning, you wouldn't have caught us on the same side of the soccer field. So right. for us to be even considering this is a win and so I'm like yeah that's a I mean that's a pretty big deal you know maybe try it once and see what happens yeah it could be great it could not be I don't know at least you tried right yeah right it's it's so, an interest it will be an interesting dynamic um, but you know what everyone might be mature enough that it just works out fine yeah something I kind of want to talk about too when it comes to bio parents is you sometimes get into relationships and find yourself married to a situation that becomes. You're very hesitant about this. I know because it's so awful. I don't even know if I want to share it. You're going to. Here's the deal. Your job as a bio parent, your number one job is to protect your kid over everything. And so I think that that puts you in a position to make some pretty tough choices sometimes. If there's something going on in the home that is really abusive or bad or wrong or shouldn't be happening, then you need to be the one to remove your child from that situation immediately, period, end of story. And I just want to throw that out there for bio parents because I get a lot of questions about, well, my kid's stepsister is doing this and, you know, but I really love him and I think it's fine, (laughs) you know, but it's like, well... (laughs) <laughs> your number one job is to protect your child. Right. So, um, and I think that's something that step parents can't, might have a hard time with swallowing if a bio parent actually stood up for their kid. And that's another thing. Like when you stand up for your kid as a bio parent in your household, that can create issues. Right. So you find a lot of bio parents really wrestling with like letting things go or Standing up, and that is its own special hell because um, it can cause a lot of fights and hurt feelings. And um, or you know, or or as a bio parent, you know, you might be a little harsher on your kids sometimes because you feel like the other parent 
wants results. They want to see results. They want to know that they're getting punished, you know, and I do this from time to time when, you know, I'll, I'll get angry about something, you know, something as simple as not washing the dishes when they get put in the dishwasher. Or I think I talked about it two weeks ago, you know, the, the top ramen, you know, overflowing in the microwave and it just needed to be cleaned out, you know, but you're the one who finds it and you're like, what is this? What, you know, what's going on? And I'm like, I know exactly who did it. Now you're going to want results. You want to see him get punished and know that I'm doing something about it. You know what I mean? So I think well, that for, there but let me extremes. step in there. I feel like that's your perception. It's a perception. You don't know what I want because you don't ask me what I want. Nor do you. Nor do you. So these get are the what conversations. You but I'm. But this have. has nothing to do truly with what you want. It's as a bio parent. It's how we handle the situation because we feel that it needs to be handled a certain way. Where normally, as like a as a bio parent in a bio family. It might not have been handled that same no, way. No, well, it's completely different than a bio family. Hundred percent. So, but that's what I'm saying. So the results. <laughs> so the results end up being different. Yeah, and I've done that too, where I'm like, you know, you'll be annoyed at something my kids are doing. Yep, and you'll you'll heighten and I'm the like, situation. I'll heighten the situation because you feel to make like a I point because you feel like I want results because you're or annoyed. Needs, like yeah, yes. or yeah, or something needs to happen where it's like it wasn't even that big of a deal. Yeah, you know, it didn't need it didn't need that kind of results. It didn't. You know yeah. what I mean? It wasn't. It wasn't the end of the world. Right. So as as bio parents, um, I feel like you can go both ways with that. Yeah. And I think bio parents um, and something I want to touch on before we leave tonight is we have the responsibility and also the expectation to bring our kids into acceptance of the blended family when we're blending our family in the first spot. I mean, I would, or in the first place, like when you're beginning to blend your family and move in together, I think the bio parents really have that responsibility to kind of work behind the scenes. I did that with my kids. You know, we had conversations when you guys weren't there. We, I think words of encouragement, words of affirmation, um, you know, and I think that's a super important thing that bio parents need to do as you are blending your families um, is to, you know, not overstep bounds with your stepkids, but then really rope in your own kids and help them and lead the way for them to be excited and embrace their new family situation. Right. What are some tips that you might have for bio parents to help their kids be accepting and excited and, you know. Well, I think I think a lot of it is, you know, um, basically setting examples how you want the kids to be. So when they're going to the other house, I think it's a no, big. No, like when you're blending your family. Yeah. How do you, as a bio parent, encourage your kids to embrace your new family? Like their new stepkids, oh. their new step parent. Like what I think can you, you I think do you as a bio? By, parent? I think you lead by example. You don't trash talk the the stepkids. You don't trash talk the step parent. You know you you set examples. You 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 basically lead by example. You know you get along with the kids. You encourage the kids. You love on all the kids. You know you encourage your spouse and you know you just if if that if that starts to change and 
the kid, your bio kid starts to show negative thoughts or feelings in another way, you mm-hmm. shut it down. You know, you don't encourage them to feel that way. And it's, it's, it's just like any relationship, you know, if I'm hanging out with a buddy and he's trash talking his wife or I'm trash talking my wife, that's what we're going to think of the other person, right? That's what he's going to think of me if I'm trash talking you. And that's what I'm going to think of his wife if he's trash talking his wife. Mm -hmm. So it, it goes the same way with your blended family. You know, you lead by example by showing love and being caring and showing up and do all the things that you would expect from your bio children, you know, and that you would hope from your stepkids and your step parent, you know, your, your spouse, mm-hmm. you know, you lead by example. Yeah. So I think that's really good. Advice. But what I was going with the other place uh, or before that is you encourage to round the whole thing out. You encourage your kids to be the same way in the other household. When they go to the other household, you don't encourage them to be mischievous or be brats or, you know, you don't trash you don't talk. trash talk their parents their, or their, their step parents. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You encourage them to be on their best behavior. You encourage them to, you know, be loving, be kind. Um, and enjoy, if they have siblings over there, enjoy their siblings. Well, and how, yeah. And the importance of family and right. making relationships, you know, it is, you know, kids tend to gravitate towards one parent or the other. Right. I think that is just natural, you know, um, especially, you know, boys of a certain age usually want their dads. Girls of a certain age usually want their moms, and that's very normal. Um, but I think that is that might feel good to be, if you're a dad or a mom in that situation, to just absorb all that. But it's not healthy because that's not how families were meant. Like, their kid, your kids need their other parent, you know, and if they have other siblings in the homes or, you know, my kids really enjoy their step siblings so much. They love them. And so who am I to deny them of that relationship by having any bad things to say about that? And why would you I want your kids to go it. over there and have a bad time anyways or go over there, be and mischievous be and well, get some in parents, trouble? But some parents really are so attached to their kids that they're wanting their kids to turn against their other parent and be with them. Which, I mean, yeah. There's a lot of these situations. It's short-term gratification, but it's long-term detrimental. In the long run, the kids are going to see through this, and in the long run, the kids are probably going to end up turning on that parent that's encouraging that because it's just not healthy, and they're going to see through it, and they're going to be like, that's not who I want to be. That's not who I'm supposed to be. Right. And that's not who I'm going to be. Right. And they're going to end up turning on that parent. Yeah. So. Is it hard for you as a man and a dad to see another man step in and raise your kids half the time? Um, You know, it was at first. And that's because I didn't respect the other guy at first. I didn't respect who he was the lifestyle he lived, you know, the just the person that he was. Over time, that has changed. You know, he, him as a stepfather has stepped up and, you know, now has children of his own, has done right by my kids. And, and, and my at least my son and him had a little bit of a rocky start to begin with. Mm-hmm. And um, it just, it wasn't ideal. It wasn't what I thought was the best situation for my kids. But like I said, over time, 
it's completely come full circle and I'm completely cool with who he is and how he is. And I mean, we're, we're two totally different people. We're two totally different types of people, but at the end of the day, he's fulfilling his role as a dad. He's fulfilling his role as a stepdad. And my kids don't have problems with him. My kids are safe with him and there aren't any reasons for me to be concerned. And at the end of the day, that's all I can ask for. You know yeah. what I mean? It's not, it's but not. But is a, it hard that you're not parenting things that you wish you could parent? Um, no, because we don't really have that issue. You know, he is understanding and respectful when it's time for me to be the parent that I am the parent. He's not overstepping his boundaries. He's not, I'm not, I'm not struggling with the same things. I, I co-parent with my ex mm-hmm. and he's not stepping in telling me how it's going to be. Would that be hard for you to co-parent the three of you? No. If he wanted to be her teammate and work with her on things, it would be hard for me if he was coming in and he, you know, was telling me how things were going to be. He was the mouthpiece instead of your ex. Yeah, but it was also, Mm. it just, it would be a different dynamic. You know, if, if he's the one trying to call the shots and telling me how I should raise, you know, the kids, Mm -hmm. but that's not the way it is. Now, I feel like that you, you're kind of getting that, but you're, but you're not, well, you know, the it, difference is, and I get, I think this is what I'm trying to work out in my head and I didn't even really realize it till we're talking about it. Mm-hmm. I think that you and your ex co-parent as it should be your kids. Right. I don't co-parent with anyone. What happens is, is what goes on in our home, we deal with, and then my ex and his wife do whatever they're going to do in their home, and there's no co-parenting, but they co-parent together. Right. Does that make sense? 100%. It's like they're the co-parents, and I'm someone the kids go see every once in yeah, a while. Yeah, and you, but and not you don't even get the courtesy phone call or text or... No, like my ex and I cannot co-parent our kids. We cannot, and it drives me apeshit because it doesn't have to be that way. Right. And I so badly want to be involved in co-parent and have a conversation like it shouldn't be him and his his wife deciding my kids future right it should be him and I 100% deciding it and yeah. and to be sidestepped in such a big way and so I would like for all you to hear this if you are either somebody who's doing this to a bio parent or if you're a bio parent who's this is being done to my heart goes out to you because it is so hard and hurtful and um, anyway, so there's well, that on that note. There is that. All right, you guys. So next week, what's our topic going to be? We're going to be talking about all things education. Education. Remember? No, I know. I just wanted you to talk about it again. Oh. Yes, I remember. Next week, we're going to be talking about these kids going back to school and how it's looking with the way that the world is today because... Just this distance learning and then also like... I've always said schools don't consider blended families, kind of like churches don't consider blended families very much. I think it might be changing, but... We're changing the world, people. (laughs) And if you want to change the world with us, subscribe, hit that like button, write into us, follow us on all the social media, and we would love to connect with you guys. We're getting a lot of good comments, feedbacks, questions. Yeah. Um, If you... Yeah. We we love to just... uh, talk with you guys and hear what you guys have going if you, you know. guys have topics or issues or situations you would like to hear us talk about on air 
Always write in. We love that. All right, you guys. We are Blended Life, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye, you guys. Hey, it's Julie again. I hope this episode of Blended Life started a conversation that you will finish in your home. But I get it, right? Sometimes you need more. My offer still stands. If I can interest you in a free one-on-one breakthrough session with me to see if coaching is right for you, contact me now at becomingheardnow at gmail.com and let's get you unstuck. Becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I look forward to it.